Staying in contact. I'm London Mitchell. The current passenger rail system in the United States is just a shadow of its former self. The transportation emphasis over the past several decades has been away from trains and more to cars and airplanes. But a recent article by CNN notes there are efforts afoot to revive railroad travel. Personally, I believe an improved passenger rail network would not only make travel more efficient, but would also boost local economies. I wanted to hear more about the push to increase passenger rail, so I reached out to the longtime executive director of All Aboard Ohio, Stu Nicholson. All Aboard Ohio is a statewide organization advocating for more passenger trains. I asked Stu if he's optimistic about a revival in passenger rail here in Ohio. Oh, I think absolutely. With with as many um, applications that are in for federal planning grant grants for uh, passenger rail, there's a half a dozen corridors in Ohio, um, the three C and D corridor, Cleveland, Columbus, Dayton, and Cincinnati, of course, but also Cleveland, Toledo, Detroit. Um, there are three corridors that are nominated by the uh, Metropolitan Planning Organization in Cleveland, um, including Cleveland, Chicago, Cleveland uh, to Buffalo, Cleveland to Pittsburgh. And then the Metropolitan Planning Organization here in Columbus wants to connect Chicago, Columbus and Pittsburgh uh, as well. So if we get if we get even half of those, uh, I think that's great. Um, and, you know, and, and plus there's, you know, I, I, there is a whole lot more interest in this, this time around, not just from advocates like myself and, and, and all aboard Ohio and other, and other groups, but from the private sector, from the public sector, um, we've seen the Ohio mayor's Alliance, for instance, which is. Uh, I think it's like 52, the 52 mayors or the mayors of the 52 largest communities in, in Ohio. Um, they signed on to a letter of support for improving passenger rail. Uh, the We've seen groups like the downtown Columbus, uh, or not downtown, but downtown Cleveland Association, the Columbus Partnership, which is a, which is a group of the CEOs of the 50 largest um companies in Columbus and Central Ohio. I mean, we're we're seeing interest coming in this from areas where we di- didn't really see it uh, at all in the past or or very little in the past. Uh, and I think that speaks to people sensing that this is a really good chance to add a, a very valuable and critical part to Ohio's transportation portfolio. Uh, which is a nice, nice way of saying, you know, put put passenger trains within reach of the of of the of Ohio's population. Um, whether it's cities like Cleveland and Toledo and Sandusky and others that already have service, but give them better service, uh, um, and then bring new service to the rest of Ohio. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, you know uh, you know, and I'm sure you're no stranger you're no stranger to this, but I get I get the comment all the time from people that are saying you know well how, you know you know where can i catch an amtrak train and i said well you can go to toledo you can go to cleveland sandusky 
Bryan, Ohio, wherever, or, or down to Cincinnati, and and then you can immediately see their face start start to sag a little bit because they're you know they want to you know they oh my gosh I've got to drive two and a half hours plus to get to where I I can connect with a train and then when I get back I've got another two and a half hours plus to get back home um, you know which I mean I would do it in a heartbeat I, you know I'll 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 I will definitely you know drive the distance to to take a a good a good train trip. But you know, but why? But it begs the question: Why don't we have this, you know, you know, more frequent, more frequently through places places like Toledo, so you don't have to get up at at uh, you know zero dark thirty hours, you know, to catch a train. And then you know we've got here in Columbus. This is the largest state capital and the second largest city in the United States that that is without passenger rail service, and we've been like that since nineteen seventy nine. You got two whole generations that have grown up in this in this area that have never seen a passenger train. Well, and let me ask one, it's because they've gone overseas or they've driven up to Toledo or Cleveland or down to Cincinnati. Well, let me ask you, you know, we've we've really built our transportation system around the automobile and trucks. Yeah. Absolutely. So so why why would we want to turn back the clock, so to speak? and expand rail for passenger passenger rail service instead of building more highways well you know you can you can get a whole lot more bang for the buck with a passenger rail line than you can with a highway i'll give you a good case in point here in in columbus they're building a brand new interchange down in downtown columbus which comprises slightly over one mile of interstate 70 and then two interchanges that at, at either end of that one mile segment that allow traffic to connect with I-71. That's over $2 billion and counting for that. And it's not done yet. It probably won't be done for at least another year to two years. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not, you know, saying I'm I'm necessarily anti-highway, but what I'm saying is that you know, when I worked with the Rail Commission, we worked on a plan to connect. Uh, Ohio cities with with six different passenger rail corridors, including one that ran from Detroit to Toledo down to Columbus. Um, and we estimated the cost of that back in 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 2004 2005 being around 3.5 billion dollars. You know, and 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 we're not saying we're not like I say I I I'm I'm really bothered by the phrase turning back the clock because I think I think if anything we are actually push you know pushing that clock ahead uh we're trying to catch up with the rest of the world i mean you go you go to europe you go to most specific rim cut uh countries um you go to countries in in africa and in southeast asia um that don't nearly have the economy that we do um and they're far ahead of us in terms of of true high-speed rail i mean 200 mile an hour plus is considered high-speed rail um and and you know and and they built their system by going incrementally such as we're trying to do here uh and just you know i mean once you get above 110 miles an hour you're more than competitive with a with a with a anything on the highway uh anything above that is is absolute gravy and i and i welcome the day that with that california opens up it's uh high true high speed rail line when that day comes you know what what we've said all along when I was with All Aboard Ohio, and I continue to say is that 
we need more connectivity. We need to have, you know, not necessarily, it doesn't have to be blazing fast. It just has to be more frequent and reliable and timely so that and, and so that you've got an option when you want to, uh, to get to Cleveland to see a ball game or to attend a meeting or to go down to Cincinnati and, and uh, you know, if you're a patient at the Sloan Kettering Cancer Institute, play, you know, there are any number of reasons to connect our cities. Uh, and, and if you're able to drive, fine. But there's also an inherent cost with that as well. And, and if you can travel cheap, more cheaply and efficiently by, by train, then why don't we have that option? I'm London Mitchell. We are in contact with Stu Nicholson, longtime executive director of All Aboard Ohio. And our topic is the growing discussion about increasing our access to passenger trains. You know, it's it's uh, it, it's absurd for us to put all of our transportation eggs, so to speak, into one basket, which is primarily highways. Aviation really doesn't center in, enter into it on a statewide level because there there's really virtually no um, you know intrastate uh, air service at least not not that's any you know, of, of an affordable kind. Most airline service, you get on a plane in, in, in Columbus, for instance, um, that you're going to Chicago or you're going to New York or someplace like that. You're not going to Cleveland or Cincinnati. You know, I mean, it's just prohibitively expensive. Um, they used to have a, a connecting flight between, and they may still have, but it was like $500 plus dollars to to travel by air, you know, and why would you, why would you do that? Um, and, you know, so I, you know, so I think, I think, you know, it, the bottom line is that, you know, Ohioans for whatever reasons they want to travel, whether it's for a job or education or healthcare, or just, or like I say, just to go to a ball game, we need and deserve more choices than always having to reach for the car keys. Um, you know, and and you know, and and it 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 is it's a climate issue anymore. It is a social equity issue. Um, you know, not everybody can afford a car. Um, not everybody has the option to fly. Um, you know, but that shouldn't that shouldn't block a person from being able to access what they need to do if it entails going from Columbus to someplace else or Toledo to someplace else. Well, the expansion of Passenger rail in Ohio is dependent on uh, whether or not we get some grant funding from the Federal Railroad Administration. Yeah, there's there's actually three levels of grants, and and Ohio, I, I'm like I say, I'm fairly confident. Oh, out of those half a dozen corridors that I mentioned earlier, I'm I'm fairly confident that we will get at least a couple of those grants uh, approved by the FRA, if not more, hopefully more. You know, those are strictly planning grants. It's 100% federal money. The state doesn't have to chip in a match or anything like that. If that if that initial study uh, demonstrates the feasibility of of restoring passenger rail in the 3C and D corridor, for instance, then there are two more levels of grant called the service development plan, where you actually design what that railroad you know corridor is going to look like with passenger rail. And the other one is environmental and engineering. And once you get through those two phases of grants, then you can actually start running trains. So 
I mean, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to put trains on the tracks within a year of getting the grant. It's probably going to be we're probably talking, you know, four to maybe five years, depending on the corridor, depending on how much work work needs to be done in those corridors. But but it is absolutely positively worth the investment. The latest publication from All Aboard Ohio has a beautiful map that shows mm-hmm. uh, potential new rail systems, but nothing that goes from Toledo to Columbus. Well, and and I was a little surprised that 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 didn't that that wasn't one of the corridors that was brought up. And I keep in mind the state of Ohio uh, has applied for two corridors the three C and D and Cleveland, Toledo, Detroit. The other four corridors were nominated by the Metropolitan Planning Organizations in Cleveland and Toledo. I was a bit surprised. I, I, I mean, I really couldn't answer you answer why, but, you know, and I don't mean this to be a criticism of TEMACOG or its or its sister MPO up in, in, in the Detroit and Southeast Michigan, SEMCOG, I guess it's called. Um, but I was a little surprised that that didn't, that didn't show up on the radar. Uh, and I've heard it mentioned a lot. I, I mean, I've, the last several meetings I've been to in Toledo, uh, that question came up. I, I mean, the last one I was at uh, in attendance there were, were both the uh, administrator of the Federal Railroad Administration, uh, Amit Bose, and the CEO of Amtrak, Stephen Gardner. Uh, and they got an earful from a lot of the people here in, you know, that had, were attending the meeting from Toledo that, well, hey, why aren't we connecting Detroit? And Toledo and and the state capital of Columbus, um, you know, I mean, you know, it's it's not impossible. It's it's essentially it's an engineering issue, and you can engineer almost anything. Um, the the question here is, is there the political will to push this through? Um, I think I think I think there's definitely public support for it. The question is, does that transfer? Does that realization hit in Northwest Ohio um, and Southeast Michigan to be able to say, hmm, yeah, I'm hearing that from my constituents. I need to make this part of my of my you know list of priorities legislatively. Um, one to talk to up there is uh, State Representative Haraz Gunbari from Perrysburg. Uh, you know, he gets it. He understands it. Uh, he spent much of his much of his. Uh, uh, early non-political career working as a photographer for the Associated Press in Washington, D.C. And I've actually had the conversations with him about how he used to basically go to all of his all of his photo assignments, you know, either riding the local transit system or riding Amtrak or, or, or the commuter rail systems in and out of Washington, D.C. So, uh, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I would I would talk to him if you want to get a good if you want to get a good read on you know why it's important to collect to, to connect Detroit, Toledo, and and on to Columbus. He's your man. He's the guy. The resurgence of passenger trains and how it could impact the Toledo area. Definitely an ongoing story. We'll continue to follow. I want to thank Stu Nicholson for joining us and sharing his knowledge and insight. Stu recently stepped down as the executive director of All Aboard Ohio. I'm London Mitchell, inviting you to join us next week as we continue staying in contact.